Well, good morning and welcome to The Drive. It is November 6th today and it is Monday. Hope you guys had a good weekend and a blessed Sunday uh, gathering together with other like-minded believers who love the Lord more than anything else. That's the greatest thing to, like the book of Acts says, early church, they were of one mind, one heart, one commonality, in one accord. And Jesus was the reason. <laughs> they gather together, the cornerstone, the foundation of our lives and of the church. And man, it was a great day yesterday, just worshiping with the people of God, getting into His Word. Um, we had a potluck yesterday, so, and communion. We had communion and the potluck and just hung out. Um, again, just, uh, it's been a blessing. Uh, you know, this family came that, uh, they moved away. They're in Mississippi now, but they, uh, they were passing through. And so they wanted to visit. I haven't seen them in about a year and a half, two years. And so it was awesome to catch up with family I haven't seen for a while, you know. Um, and that's a beautiful thing too. I was thinking about how the Lord brings certain people in our lives for a season. you know. And at the time we don't know. We're like, oh, they're going to be in our lives forever. But it may just be a season. It may be a, uh, six months. It may be two years. It may be ten years, you know. God brings people in our lives for a season, for a reason. And it's a beautiful thing. Like he... He knows what he's doing. <laughs> God orchestrates all of it. Um, and as we're going through uh, Ephesians, uh, Paul really talked about the fact that, you know, it's about the cornerstone. It's about Jesus. It's about his glory, not our own. And I think once when we gather together, one of the beautiful things I just heard some, someone just said recently. Um, sometimes I feel like the only Christian, like around. Sometimes I feel like the only person that like loves the Lord and wants to do what He wants me to do. And, you know, out in the world, secular job, pagan world. That's kind of how many of us feel oftentimes. Until we gather together and realize and remember that there are many more Christ followers who. You know, are, are living to make an impact for eternity, all glory to Him. And that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons, why it's amazing to assemble together as a church body. Um, but as Paul uh, is relaying the truth to the Ephesian church, he says in, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1 to 7, it's kind of, uh, you know, a long stretch of scripture for this podcast but just really quick before i start driving we're gonna read it and then talk about it. he says for this reason i paul the prisoner of christ jesus for you gentiles if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of god which is given to me for you how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery as i have briefly written already by which when you read you may understand the knowledge of the mystery of christ which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. So essentially, pulling out of my driveway, essentially Paul's saying, 
that the Lord called him to preach to uh, the Gentiles. And, you know, looking at Paul's whole story, looking at the 13 epistles that he that he wrote, uh, and looking at the timeline chronologically, we know that the Apostle Paul really at first thought he was going to minister to the Jews only. Because he was a Jew. And he understood the Judaizers. He was one of them. He was most likely part of the Sanhedrin. And he understood the laws. And he understood the Jewish customs. He understood the culture. He understood all of it. And it's a funny thing because sometimes we think, well, this is what I know. Oh, now that I know the Lord, this is how God's going to use me. It's almost like we uh, preconceive what and how God is going to use our lives when God might have something totally different in mind for us. We might be used to hanging out with this one group, but then we come to the Lord, we grow in Christ, and we get the calling from Him, and it might be totally different than what we think. You know what I'm saying? It's like when I was first saved and just serving the Lord and doing whatever I needed to do, whatever the church needed done, um, I was just open to saying yes to whatever. And I was asked to be on the worship team. I was like, this is what God wants me to do. I didn't really know. I was a, I was a new believer, early 2000s, and I was just whatever God wants me to do. But when I was asked to be on the worship team and play guitar, I'm like, that must be it. Because that's, I've been playing guitar since I was 15. Uh, I'm pretty good at it. Like, I can't, I don't know music theory, but I can hear something. And I know what the guitar, what to play on the guitar in order to make the lead part sound good. And so, I was like, that's what, probably what God called me to do. So I was on, on the worship team for a while. You know, I don't even, I don't know the timeline. But God used that the same time as I was completely falling in love with his word and then I was eventually given an opportunity to teach the junior high Uh, you know the youth pastor asked me to share about love from the bible obviously and so I did and I was given those opportunities I was like wait a second (laughs) guitar is cool and everything and it was fun in the world but now that I'm saved I think I'm called just to teach the All I want to do is talk about the Word. Uh, all I want to do is, is, is teach the Word. I, I feel most alive when I'm studying and when I'm talking to people about what the Bible says. And I knew at, at that point, like, I can't pinpoint exactly when, but I knew at that point, like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it was kind of crazy for me because... I was, I knew I was pretty good at guitar and I thought that's what God and how God wanted to use me. But he had different plans. And obviously, the more I taught, I taught junior high, high school, I started the college and career, I started teaching adults, I started teaching groups, all these different things, right? And it's like, okay, Lord, I get it. <laughs> this is what you called me to do. And even before I was a believer, you know, people prophesied and essentially said you're going to be doing this in the future and I didn't believe it but then it was coming to fruition and that's the thing you guys we have to be open to how God wants to use us just because you're good at something doesn't mean that's the gift that God gave you to use for his glory 
like mainly like you might be good at I don't know you might be good at teaching and then as God is calling you to something it's totally different than teaching and you're like why would he be calling me to this or you might identify with a certain people group because of a hobby or some kind of commonality and then the Lord's like well that's great and everything but I'm going to call you to this group you know I have a pastor friend in California who um, you know he's an Asian of Asian descent and he his church it's a pretty big church and it's made up of mostly Hispanics. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, this is who God had me minister to, you know? And so the Lord knows. You know, Paul's like, I'm going to minister to Jews. That's what I, I know who, who they are. I know their mindset, you know? I know how they think, what their, the actions they do. I know where that comes from. But then God's like, nah, I'm going to have you minister to the Gentiles. What? I don't really know much about them. <laughs> you want me to, to minister to who? You want me to do what? But you know, it was prophesied in the Old Testament that the Lord would make a way to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And here comes Paul. totally called to minister in a way into a people group that he never, never thought he'd probably minister to. And there's a lot of facets to these verses that I read, but one is that we've got to be open to how God wants to use our lives. And to who, how, how God wants to use our lives, and also who God wants us to minister to because it might totally be different than even who we want to minister to you know there might be someone in your life who you're like I don't want to minister to them but God's like they're going through the same thing you have already been through use your past to minister to them presently don't sit there and judge them because of what they're going through you went through the same thing a year ago or five years ago. So minister to them from the experience that you went through because they need help. And so the Gentiles, remember Peter didn't even want to eat with them and he was trying to separate from them and, and he was caring what people thought. He was being a people pleaser. And then Paul called them out. <laughs> That's not right. What are you doing? He rebuked him essentially which is awesome to see because he was in the wrong be open-handed when it comes to how God wants to use your life don't limit God and say well he can use me in these ways but not that way really I'm pretty sure God can use you in any way he wants to use or he desires to use or with it that's within his will he can use you whatever way he wants. And if we limit God and say, oh no, only this way, only use me this way, God. Well, he probably wants to do a greater work, but you might be hindering that 
Because you're saying, oh, this, but not that. Mm. Not the way, not the right mindset to have as a Christ follower, as a true, maturing Christian who wants to be used by God in any way, in every way. Don't limit God. Don't put Him in a box. Don't say, well, this stuff's on the table, but not this. <laughs> it's funny because I, I really do, I've heard this over and over again, I've also seen it in my own life where God has a sense of humor and we go, oh, I'm never going to do that. A couple months later, God calls us to do that. I'm never going to go there. That's a horrible place. A year later, God calls us to that place that we said was horrible. <laughs> I think in a sense, God has a sense of humor. Like, don't ever say never. Never say never, right? Isn't that a saying? Like, never say never. Because if God wants it, then we, ha we should have open hands and open hearts enough to say, that's what I'm going to do. Because ultimately, you know, God knows best. He always knows best. Amen. So let's have open hands. Let's be pliable and flexible in the Lord's hands as He's calling us and leading our lives from day to day, from season to season. He knows what He's doing. He's on the throne. Amen. God bless you guys. Hey, have an amazing Monday. Love you guys. Praying for you guys. And we'll talk to you soon.